0: What's going on Amanda? How are you doing? What's going on? Hello! Uh, do we got any people from the telegram chat? Where's uh Golly Sue at? I know she had a question. I figured tonight we could talk um a little informally. I don't have anything specific I gotta talk about. Rest my teeth. I was eating graham crackers. Okay. All the time. Um yeah, so we can talk about uh a Kind of anything tonight. I had a couple little things I wanted to share, but uh, I figured um, I'm kind of busy for the next few nights, so I figured what the hey going tonight. Um, I might even have a guest if, um, if whatever you want to talk about interests me. <laughs> but yeah, that's the main thing. If I want to talk about it, we can talk. Because I don't think it's that interesting if I don't want to talk about it. You know, of course, it's not to me. <laughs> um, what's going on, Sam? Oh, good. Yeah, anybody who's just getting in here, follow me on Telegram because we, because I actually, um, I put some other stuff on here. We get stuff, clips from the live. We get uh, more discussion, and I think the more people we get in there, the more fun it'll be. But yeah, so follow me on Telegram link in the link tree. But um yeah, especially if you got any specific questions like like to, like tonight I had somebody pop a question up to me and I said it's this is too this is too in depth. I need to get I need to talk about it live to be able to explain it the best I can. Um but yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, so I did another CERN video. So of course we talked a lot, we talked extensively about CERN on the last live on uh, Monday night. Um, uh, but, uh, was it my friend who I, um, basically retweeted and I, I keep saying retweeted, I do edit, but I didn't really do edit. I kind of just saved his, um, his video and I kind of put it up in the screen. I gotta be honest. He got, a, he got one thing kind of very wrong. Um, he also used some weird effects. They were, uh, distracting. Um, I had people say that they couldn't hear what I was talking, what he was saying, Cause he used some weird music. Um, I knew I should have made my own original video right away, but I was going to a football game, and I just, <laughs> I, just I just did that. So yeah, so I got a new, <clears throat> I got a new CERN video. What's going on, Matt Matthew? Um, I, I I got a new CERN video, a little more, a little tighter. You know, I kind of explained some of the stuff when you're talking about, you know, Pergamum, Satan's throne, where Satan dwells. I kind of show the difference in that, and then of course I show the I show all the detail what about what it says about, you know, where Antipas was killed, or where it was um, historically documented that he was killed. I mean, obviously there, you know, I don't know if there's anything definitive about it, but I think it's I think the important thing to remember is that it was believed he was killed there. The early Christians believed he was killed there, and I think it's also interesting that like. You know, the God of light, Apollo, you know, they sacrificed people at the temple to Apollo. You know, the God of sun, the God of the sun, the God of um, knowledge, illumination, prophecies, medicine, um, music. Yeah. Young boys, I think. Yeah. Think think about that. He was the he was the yeah, he was the God of young men. Um, yeah. But, you yeah, know, you can all. You can all just you know wonder what that means. I don't even want to any longer. um and also plagues as well. I like to always throw in the fact that he was the god of plagues and so they sacrificed a Christian um uh, obviously a very good Christian because Jesus calls him by name and uh yeah well so of course we still have so it's inter? what's very interesting is um you have the in before World War II, if you guys have seen like the Indiana Jones movies, well, you know, the the bad guys from Germany in those times were relic hunting. You know, I have a feeling that I have a feeling that's what the Bushes were doing back in Iraq uh, before the Iraq war, when all that stuff was stolen out of the, um, the what the the uh, the what the museums in um, Iraq and Baghdad. Did they say like 50,000 artifacts went missing? Uh, that's weird, right? They didn't stop. They didn't take guns away from all the uh, the soldiers from Iraq, but they they sure as heck got all the relics out of the museum. Probably got whatever they had on those, uh, those cuneiform tablets. But so anyways, the um, the stuff in Indiana Jones, that's real. I mean, obviously it's a fictional movie, but I mean, the stuff they're showing is these these weirdos have been relic hunting forever. Because they believe there's real power in this stuff, you know, Illuminati, you know, whatever, you know, they're doing they're doing that relic hunting. So what's very interesting is, so you know, the bad guy with the little mustache, you know, in Germany before World War II, I think one of his um his one of his main men, his architect over there, I think it was Albert Schvier Schvier. Uh, they went and got that. Altar to Zeus, the temple. They literally took it apart. I mean, I don't know how long this stuff took, but they took the temple of Zeus apart from Pergamum, Turkey, and they rebuilt it. And it's it's actually in a museum in Berlin to this day. How about that? Isn't that crazy? So these guys, these occultists, and obviously, if you looked at if you look at any kind of World War II imagery, and even um, imagery to Remember Obama? Obama kind of did the same thing where he built these like things with these pillars. And it looks like it's a temple to Zeus. They built he built a temple to Zeus on one of his stages. And so like so they had they actually took the altar to Zeus, which is, I believe, pretty clear in the scriptures that was in Pergamum, Turkey. That is Satan's seat. That's Satan's throne. And so they rebuilt that thing they took it they took it apart piece by piece and rebuilt it in a museum and it's in berlin and yet they still lost well i believe they lost because they were always supposed to lose i mean what's interesting is we can get into like the bushes the bushes funded them you know that bushes funded the, the bushes funded the um the bad guys from germany yeah did you know that I mean, just actually, if you just think about it, yeah, actually, yeah, just like, just like a lot of these things, they didn't really lose. They just changed shape. They just changed form. I mean, have you ever heard of Operation Paperclip? A lot of them came here. You know, so did they really lose? I mean, I don't think these people were ever in it for their country. You know, maybe some of them were. But I think a lot of them in it for their own power, just like the same people who are in charge in our countries. They don't really care about the people. They care about their own power. And so if you really think about it, like if you go if you know your history after World War I, Germany was bankrupt. I mean obviously that that treaty for, for Versailles was obviously begging for them to have like an, another war i mean that's that's why it was set up. These people were so like backwards. I forgot what they said if like with with inflation like whatever modern money was, you know that whatever they owed would have been like 500 trillion. It was like $250 trillion or something like that to these other countries. Uh, like they, there's no way they could pay it back. So back in those days, you couldn't just, you know, print money like we do. But somehow they built roads. They built all of this. They built a, um, a complete massive army, like the most high tech army in the world. Right. They, they, they all this gear. They had all these great planes, these great tanks. They built you had the Autobahn. They they built all kinds of things during that time when they should have had no money, right? They should have had no money, but they did have money. So where did they get the money? Yeah, skull and bones, my friend. That's right. So you had Prescott Bush and all these people bankrolled them. Why? To do what they did, man. Obviously, to do what they did. That's why there was a lot of supporters of them early on from America, you know. And then guess what? Guess who else? The uh, was funded you know like you know before before world war uh two. yeah we had all the all the commies from uh from the soviet union in new york i mean this is what they do when your business is war you know you need some wars but yeah back to the interesting part it's like yeah they had they had they rebuilt satan's throne in a in a museum in berlin and it's there till this day that's pretty crazy right that is some crazy stuff is that that that's yeah those people know satan's throne they obviously know satan's throne no they serve satan so well there you go so that's pretty interesting i found that pretty interesting almost everything we've been taught about every war has been wrong i mean i think i think one of the uh, I've, i've repped this before and you guys should check it out um it's the uh The New World Order and Biblical Prophecy. It's by uh, Leonard Ulrich. Um, It's kind of hard to find because like if you follow me on Instagram, I think I actually posted it once. But I was one of these guys who always questioned World War One because I was just like, wait a minute. So they shot Franz Ferdinand and then World War One started. All these countries went to war and then they went through this massive trench warfare for what? And it's like, oh, well, they had treaties of baloney baloney that's why they all they all went to war i mean this is really i think in the new um kingsman movie they actually talked about like the this unseen people trying to like it was like these what was it? i think it was the um, kind of like the ira hey hey how you doing yeah i think it was the ira they were trying to like you know destroy great britain and great britain was trying to do all these things and then obviously the one thing they show in there's real true is like all these kings were related all the kings in Europe were related. They're like cousins. They all look the same. Probably because they're all related to uh, Count Shucula. You know, they're probably, they're, probably, they're probably his granddaddy. So you got, And then their granddaddy was uh, Dracula. And then Dracula's granddaddy was probably Nero. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people are all related. It's crazy. Well, like I said, the, they tell more truth through these movies than they ever did in history class. That's for sure. That's the problem. It's the problem we didn't realize which which was fiction and what was real. You go to the movies; they show the real stuff. And then you you go to your history class, and they' ain't telling you anything. Actually, I got I got to talk about this real quick. It's my buddy um, uh, Max from Parasite TV. If you guys don't check it, check him out on YouTube, you know, of course he's. You guys probably all follow him on uh, on here because he's got tons of um, he's got tons of followers. But uh, he did a cool video about um, what was it OJ? The, some of the stuff about OJ's son, Jason uh, Simpson, that I had no idea about. It was like, oh my gosh! I'm like, I'm at the I'm at the point where I'm going to say, OJ didn't do it. I, I, of course, I'm a conspiracy theorist at this point, so I'll, nothing, nothing you I will say probably surprises people now. But obviously, I was one of those people like, OJ did it. Obviously, he did it. And then you find out like his his uh, you, <laughs> you saw that that's crazy. So um, his 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 son had, like, Jekyll and Hyde syndrome. He literally, like, had already stabbed people before. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, the glove didn't fit. Maybe it was his son's. Uh, Nicole Brown had, like, uh, DNA and, like, skin and blood under her fingernails. Okay, so OJ didn't have any scratches on him. They said uh, Ron Goldman was, like, a third-degree black belt. And they said his hands were all bruised up from fighting. They, you know, I guess they, they said he might've fought for like 10 minutes. Well, I remember at the time they brought OJ in; he didn't have any marks on him. So if he had no marks on him, somebody had DNA under the fingernails. It's like that. That's actually pretty compelling. You know, so I wonder how much of this thing that we just didn't know. We just didn't hear that came out from the trial. Cause obviously it's, it's crazy. So obviously who is OJ and what did he, oh my gosh, how old are you? Um O.J. Simpson they used to call him the juice and he was in the the Naked Gun movies. He was a very good running back for for the Buffalo Bills. He rushed for 2000 yards one year. He won the Heisman trophy in college. He, pl- he played for uh, USC. He was a very very popular guy before he got um you know charged with murder, a double homicide. And um the interesting part is that that like he didn't really have any good motive to uh, to kill them. Now that I think about it, it was like, yeah, he had to, he was already estranged from, well, I mean, I think he was long divorced from Nicole Brown and they, um, yeah, they're like, what was the motive for him to kill her? And um, the interesting part was that yeah, he didn't really seem like, of course, if you were around at the time, OJ was a very likable guy. I mean, everybody was shocked that he could do something like that. well, it, it actually it actually starts to make sense a little bit that if he didn't do it he wouldn't have tried to like he always talking about getting the real killers and everyone used to mock that idea but if the real killer was his son you know that's pretty you know so I don't know maybe he took the rap maybe maybe he was willing to kind of just kind of eat that a little bit for for his son and his son yeah his son had already been like got in trouble for like i think abusing his girlfriend he had like he had he had malicious wounding charges he was on probation he had I think they said that later somebody uh bought his storage unit and he had a knife like he had a knife that was like fit the description do I think Megyn Kelly is Nicole Brown um no I think she really died I think that um I'm not hey now I'm a conspiracy theorist but I mean like the point is It doesn't actually. It does make a little sense because OJ was not like I said. People were surprised that he did it. I mean, of course, everyone just assumed he did it, but then you found out like there was other blood, there was other footprints, there was other DNA that could have been somebody in his that he was uh, like related to. Okay, so isn't it kind of important that you know, like, his son was on probation and already stabbed somebody? Um, I think that's kind of relevant, right? And so there was interesting parts in like the, like he had a bad childhood like literally his sister drowned in a pool shortly after OJ's divorce from his original original um wife like his mom you know so obviously uh Nicole Brown was his stepmom. And so yeah so there might have been something with that. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting interesting video. But of course it's like the more you look into some of these conspiracy theories it's like they're true. They're true. Wait, his, his son was supposedly. Uh, I think they call it something different now, but they called it Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, which sounds like um, like having having a demon is what it sounds like. Yeah, so it's it's pretty pretty wild stuff. But yeah, so that was that was an interesting bit. And um, what's going on in the world of JT? Uh, when when's this party gonna start? What do you mean this part? When is this party going to get started? You don't want to hear about OJ. That's what else do you want? <laughs> OJ, everyone said, you know what? If he didn't do it, I think that's a pretty big deal. Talk about it. I mean, I talk about a guy who like a fall. He was Nordberg from Police Police Academy. If you don't know who that is. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should know. He was hilarious in Police Academy. I would be happy to welcome um OJ back into society if he did not do it. Because couldn't you, 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 you had to like him back in the day. If you if you didn't like him before, I mean I can I understand why you didn't like him after you thought he chopped somebody's head off. Um, but if he didn't do it, yeah, that's that's rough. That's some rough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Matt wants to hear about the end times. <laughs> see i'm trying to spread some positivity well if it's positive that maybe a guy might have like ever all of society may it, you know convicted a guy who was actually not actually <laughs> convicted of that crime um pretty well he did write that stupid book though about saying if i did it um what was that about because that's that was weird you know that was really weird if i didn't do it um or if i did it was that what it was called um yeah that was weird but yeah, so anyways, um, so let's talk about uh, Freemasonry. How about we talk about some Freemasonry? Because I broke down the, the poster for um, the new Black Panther movie. And if you guys, did you guys see that? Um, you know what? I guess I, I guess I just need to, like, handle um, the bots and the uh, the trolls a little better in my videos. So I broke down the, um, the Black Panther, the new Wakanda Forever poster. And I knew I was going to get some haters because people just want to like this movie. And it had nothing to do with the movie. I'm just showing you what Marvel's showing. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to see that movie. Uh, I don't know. It's It looks weird. Though there is some interesting things in it, um, especially with Prince Namor, the uh, the Submariner, being Kotal, the Feathered Serpent. Um, that's interesting. They're kind of tying the Aztec gods into like, you know, They're aligning the asset gods in with all the other gods, which actually actually I think that's a probably pretty good thing to do because yeah, well, they're the same versions. I mean, the feathered serpent, who do you think that is? Uh yeah, that's the same serpent as the one from the garden. It's the devil. Um, but yeah, once you once you start to, like I said, people are like, How did you see these things? And once you start to see some of them, and I'll kind of just I wish I could show this to you. If you guys have not seen it, pull up the poster later. I pull up my video. And what I show is a couple of things. It's like, so you have the as above, so below. So there's like, so like the good guys are above, right? So they're on above. And then you have the bad guys are down here below, upside down. You know, so you have the reflection. So you have like the as above, so below. And put it this way, when you ever, when you ever think something might be fishy now, when you are, when you kind of know who you're, um, who you're getting this information from, just do this flip it upside down flip it upside down and see if it's if, if you see anything because you will because they always they always have that thing and then once you start kind of know start start to see the the patterns in the numbers you know like the numbers in there well you always have 369 369 you think like the pyramids 369 and so these are like magic numbers and then you so you have you have those they show up everywhere and they have uh, like we were talking about tesla the other day so Tesla was obsessed with these numbers because of like the sacred, you know, the sacred math, the math of magic, the magic pyramids and pentagrams, all that stuff. So you'll see a three, six, and a nine quite often, you know. But the other number you see is 11. And so when you see nine and eleven, gosh, think Antichrist. So nine is it's actually interesting. So think Revelation 9:11. So you have nine. So nine is actually a number of completion. So this is interesting when you actually think about the, a scenario like nine eleven. So nine is a magic number. So did you guys ever know that if you if you multiply nine by any number, if you add the two together, you'll get nine. So if you times nine like nine times two is eighteen. One plus eight equals nine. So nine times three is twenty seven. Two plus seven equals nine. You know keep. Keep going that out. That's what you get. You get, you get. you get nine no matter which one you get. So nine is a number of like completion. It's a magic number. So think like nine months in the womb. Think, almost think like in nine months, like things start to, to you know, go from like winter to like fall. And then things start to die. Nine months. So you think about that. And so then, so then what 11 is, 11 is actually is a number of like new beginnings like spiritual awakening, literally portals, connection with the spiritual. So think this. So think on a 9-11, September 11th 9-11, and there's all kinds of 11s. And so what you really had going on there was this new thing that happened. So something ended, and then a new thing began. And they're literally talking about portals. And so we talk about 9-11. We talk about the king of the bottomless pit. So we were just talking about CERN. So obviously a lot of people make CERN, you know, Apollyon, the connection there, which obviously I did in that video today. But think about that. So you have nine and 11. And so the nine ends this, this kind of thing. And then the 11 opens up the portal to the next thing, the connection with the spiritual. And then so you think as above, so below. And so of course in that in that poster for um, for the Black Panther, they have them doing this. So this is this is Osiris risen. So who's Osiris? That's your Antichrist. So that's what they're showing you. They they literally show you a feathered serpent in the ground, on, as below, and then they showed the they showed the Osiris risen on the upside, and there's a 911 on both sides. It's right in your face. It's right in your face. I mean, it's like once you can see it, you can see it. But like I said, then you look for the pillars. They got the pillars on each side. You always always look on the outside. So most of the time they have something that's to the sun, something to the moon. Right side sun, left side moon. But usually there's some two things. So you had, I think in that poster, you had you had a spear on the left side for the moon. And then you had this little round thing for the sun on the left side. And then you had, well, you had a man, man, sync, masculine. And then on the, on the left, you had, you know, you had uh, feminine. Moon. And then so on the bottom, you had two pyramids. And I said, and then I had people come in there and say, You're reaching. And I'm like, I'm not reaching. I'm showing you. You think those numbers are all accident? You think that they came up with it? I think they had six people on the top. They had nine. The movie opens on 11 11, right? November 11, 11 11. Then they had nine under that. And then they had three. So they had three, six, nine. No, actually I had three, six, nine, nine, eleven, eleven, And yeah. So every one of the numbers was magic. I think there was even like eight dots on there. So that's obviously infinity. Yeah. So the, the point is, it's like at some point you realize I showed you something that's true. You don't want to see, you know, you might want to see that. But you want to, you, if you want to see that movie, go see, it. you know, go see it and go look for the things I'm going to tell you are going to be in it. But if you don't, if you pretend it's not there, you know, that's on you. You know, I think that's what, that's one I think I like when Jesus says to these Pharisees, not that I'm Jesus in this scenario, but just, just saying, is when Jesus is telling them, you know, he's telling these Pharisees, you know, basically there was prophesied that you guys wouldn't be able to see this. You wouldn't be able to understand. You wouldn't be able to hear. You wouldn't be able to see. And then, so what, what Jesus said, so they asked, they asked him a question back. So you're saying we're blind and he's like, He's like, yeah, you were, but I told you. So now your guilt remains. So he's like, but I told you. So, so now, so now you're not getting off the hook for not being able to see. And I think that's the point. It's like that, you know what? If somebody told you the truth and you tried to deny it just because you didn't want to believe it, well, that's on you. It's also on you that if you tried not to find out because you didn't want to know. And I think that's really, because really it's all about what your heart says, because you know. Talk about talk about going back to the idea of like, you know, the early 30s Germany into the 40s, and then some people saying, "I didn't know. We didn't know that was happening." Oh, how did we know these atrocities were happening? It's like they didn't want to know. You know, they didn't want to know. Just like the things that the bad things that are happening in this country, and somebody's tell you, "Look at all this stuff that's happening," and people say, "Nah," they say, "Nah," or they go back to their, um, you know, they go back to TikTok. <laughs> Except for us, not 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 not, uh, not not the TikToks we make, you know. They want to go back to you know their games, and they want to go back to you know their social media stuff that's just pithy and complaining about stuff. They want to complain about everything. They want to show you know their food and everything. Yep. Oh, look at that. Wow. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, right on cue. But yeah, so I mean, it's like I think that's the, the truth. Is obviously you got to be willing to accept these things. But I mean, at the same time, it's like somebody says, how did you see these things? And it's like, well, because I've been looking into these things. And and now I said, I speak a little, I speak better better Freemasonry than I do Spanish because I haven't been out of the country for a while. So I haven't had to speak Spanish, but I can speak uh, a cult pretty good now because I know what, because I know what the symbols are. And once again, we talked about Manly P. Hall saying that these, these symbols transcend language. They transcend time. So when you actually start to see what, um, you know, we start to see these things over the course of since Babylon, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of interesting when you think about like the hieroglyphs and that seems like a um, hieroglyphs almost seem like a, a very primitive language, but actually it's kind of complex. And when you actually start to think about it, like, they kind of speak in hier- hieroglyphs now, right? So they got, they got these numbers, they got these symbols. And so you don't really have to, you speak the same language, but you know what they're trying to say. And I think that's the interesting thing apart about it because, right, that's how they know. It makes sense, right? That, that if you didn't speak the same language, but you did this, like I said, you, you do the hidden hand, you do this, you know, you do this, you know, you do all those things, you throw up this. I think even um, it was interesting, and I probably need to cut this video together, but my brother sent me a video of LeBron James. You ever see these athletes and they're obsessed with the numbers you know, the numbers they have on their jerseys? You know, I used to just think like, cause I've played sports and I thought like, Oh, that's a cool number. But These guys are given a ton of money to have this certain number. Well, does it make more sense now that these guys are so fixated on certain numbers, right? Like, did they have to have these numbers? And, and so LeBron James is like, he's talking about when he was, when he was number 23 and he's like two times three is six. And then he was saying he was like the number six comes up a lot with him. And I was like, wow, it's like these guys just say so openly. And then, of course, LeBron James, they'll be out there doing this. Right. You know, a lot of people just think they were doing three. But, yeah, they're doing three sixes. You know, so they're doing this. Yeah. LeBron James, I think I think one of the first TikToks I saw, like when I was first like, oh, TikTok's not for just for kids, for 13 year old girls like LeBron James did. What did he do? He did all he did all these Freemasonry signs. He did like this. He did like this. He did. Um, gosh, what did he do? Uh, he might even cover his eyeball. He did all the signs like in in about two seconds. Where he did oh he did he does this. He does he does he does this. Yeah, it was it was wild. And I think the uh, of course somebody had like the the voiceover say he doesn't serve the same God as us. <laughs> he like points to the ground. It was pretty wild. But yeah, I think. I think LeBron James has like, pretty sure he has a Freemasonry tattoo and everything. But yeah, the, once you see their language, it's like they ain't subtle about it. They're not actually subtle at all. But, but they real but they really the the way they get away with the stuff they do is because people don't want to see it, you know. And they, so I remember trying to share that to my one of my friends, and they were just like, "Oh, so you think he worships the devil?" And I said, um, "Yeah, he does." He doesn't think about him like the way you do, you know, but he, but yeah, the entity you would say is the devil is, is his God. Yeah. Straight up. If that, if that sounds crazy to you, well, it's because you're not paying attention. You know, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says the God of this world, and they're not talking about our God, you know, the ruler of this world. It's, it's, it's really clear. Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a troubling thing, but eventually you kind of understand why this place is so jacked up when I remember Christian school, they used to tell us that, that Christians founded America. <laughs> it was like, oh, they're lying to you in a uh, public school. This is actually Christians are the ones who started this country. And it's like, well, yeah, there was Christians involved, but I mean, like the who, who actually founded the government were not Christians. I mean, obviously, the Puritans were Christians. Certain people were Christians, but no, not the founding fathers. They were not Christian. They were like deists. They were Freemasons. You know, they wanted they wanted freedom for their secret societies. I think, because actually, they because those kind of secret societies were being persecuted in Europe because they knew they worshipped the devil. You know, they they knew that was heretical. You know, these these things are obviously these things are not new. They needed a place where they could do this stuff. And then it I said, you go into Washington, D.C., and the the monuments to all this stuff is everywhere. Not hidden. Hidden in plain sight. It's right in front of you. They knew the one place they could hide it was right in front of our faces. And that's what they've done. That's what they continue to do. Oh, but so we had, I think we had a question. So now that golly, Susan here, she had a question. I believe, um, if you can refresh my memory on the question, I I think it was something about... um, the, uh, the beast that comes out of the pit in Revelation 17, you're asking, who, how could that be the Catholic Church? I think, that's you, I think that's what you're asking. I was asking, was something in reference to the beast? And, and actually, I was just talking to a buddy about this. Um, Contend for the faith. He's one of these of the mind that, that the, the Antichrist is going to be some form of the Catholic Church. Um, the beast is, oh, the horror Babylon. You know the harlot you know and i've got some theories on the um the whore of babylon okay so wait so so but one came out of the pit how could it be the same okay so so here's my belief okay so you have a beast right so like a lot of times a beast and especially you go back into the book of daniel there's like think beast empires so so your first beast actually your first beast is, is probably like a, an entity. You know, think like the spirit. So I think the the spirit of Nim- the spirit of Apollyon, the spirit that's the that's your Antichrist spirit. That's like I mean, that's like the literal spirit. You know, like there's the spirit of Antichrist that's in this world. But I think that there's the there's the spirit, like the real deal spirit, the the seed of the devil. You know, is down in the pit, and I believe that's the that's the spirit that's going to inhabit a man, right? So that that spirit is going to eventually possess a real flesh and blood man. And that is one spirit, right? So you have that man who, who will be the man of sin, right? But you also have like a, think the beast, you have an empire, you know? So you kind of have like a threefold beast, right? Where it's like a man, it's like the spirit, like the, uh, you know, the divine being, and then you have the empire. So, you know, some people are saying Nero, was interesting because i saw i don't know if you guys saw the aoc video about uh nero and they were trying to say that he could be the antichrist well it's interesting i'll put it this way the bible does has lots of this where they have shadows of hello where they have shadows of these things to come well obviously nero fit the description of an antichrist pretty well i'll put it that way like there's a lot of things that kind of lined up i think he he terrorized christians persecuted them like horribly for like three and a half years, you know, burned them, you know, set them on fire to light the streets. He uh, blamed them for burning of Rome. He fed them to lions. Yeah. I mean, Nero was, he was a bad guy to say the least. And obviously that guy was spirit of antichrist. No question. There's a good chance that he was referenced. I think he's the one who was probably in charge who killed Paul probably had Paul uh, decapitated, I don't know how many, I don't know how many apostles he was responsible for killing. But this is my take about that. So you also have, so before him was Caligula, obviously all these just completely satanic Roman emperors. And then after him, after Nero was Domitian. Well, they all claim to be either Apollo reborn or like basically related to Apollo. So to me, that makes sense where if you have these bloodlines, almost like these Nephilim bloodlines, these, these, the seed of the serpent, which I believe goes all the way back to the beast that's in the pit, Apollyon, Apollo, Nimrod, I believe. That's, that's my take is that's Nimrod down in the pit. And so they're all claiming to be re, um, be related to him and somehow somehow are weighed. And so if those guys are related, well, so of course, then you have the spirit of Antichrist. So everybody who's, everybody who's coming out of that bloodline is going to still claim to be partly god but see so my take though is that rome is not really unique because rome is just another form of babylon see once you kind of understand that like egypt and babylon weren't any different you know all these big empires were not different and if if you really think about it in the book of daniel there's the nebuchadnezzar statue and so there you have like the head of gold then you have like the chest of bronze then or the silver then bronze and then you get down to iron and then you get down to the iron and the clay. And so you have like these things it's all, it's all kind of one it's it basically kind of all leads up to like a man, right? It's like a man who's like probably probably looks like Nimrod. You know, it's all the same thing where you like it's there's your antichrist, right? You know, this big statue. And of course it's interesting like by the end you know the the false prophet's going to force you to wor- worship the image of the beast. It's like very well could be a statue, you know, probably something different though, but, but altogether. Yeah. Well, you have Count Chocula, Prince Charles, he's claiming to be related to Dracula. He's got, he's literally got properties in Transylvania. I mean, gosh, what else? Like, there you go. Do I think Apollo? Well, so, so Apollo is just think about this. So you have all, you have these, I, I mentioned this many times. But in all these religions, I believe they originated at Babel. You know, you have you have your pantheon of gods before the flood, but I think those guys are in as below. They're chained up in, under the Euphrates. These people are like, you know, or people and they're, they're angels, fallen angels. These are down into the earth, either locked up. Then you had the ones who are the half-breeds, Nephilim, three-quarters breeds, like um, Apollo. You have uh those. Those are down into the bottomless pit. Those are like unclean spirits, demons, and so so what you have, but what you always have is this common theme in all of these religions, where you have the divine female, you have like the sky god, sun god, and then you have the son of the sun god, and so the son and the the son and the father are kind of the same. That's why you think like Osiris and Horus, they're kind of they're kind of the same, you know, even like. You, a lot of times you have a, a like a divine female, but then there's a sister and they're kind of the same, too, like Inanna and Ishtar. It's all, put it this way. It's confused because it's satanic and it's meant to be that way. So whatever you want to call, you know, you call him Nimrod to the Sum- Sumerians, Babylonians or whatever. You call him Osiris when you're Egyptian. But when you're Roman and when you're Greek and yeah, when you're America, you call him Apollo. Cause Apollo, it's just, you know, like I said, that's why I'm saying like, that's why I call him Apollo because to the, to the elites now he'd probably be called Apollo. Maybe they call him Osiris. I know they have like a Osiris risen thing. Like I said, we already talked about them doing the Osiris ri- risen, you know, same thing. Yeah. They have, they have their unholy trinity. That's right, John. So they have an unholy trinity like all that. And uh, yeah, so you have those, that's, a, that's a common theme. So eventually, yeah. So you even have like in the Inky um, and was it Els and all that, you know, Anlil, all that stuff. There, you know, I think to the to the time of the Israelites, you had you had Dagon, Bill, uh, Bale, <laughs> that's a Bill, no, not Bill, Baal. You know, so you had, you had Dagon was the father, Baal was the son, which is interesting. I think most people don't realize that Baal was like partially partially human because he's Nimrod. You know, and then you had, um, I guess, Astra, and I think actually the Bible even talks about her being the queen of heaven. Kind of interesting, yeah. So there's, so there's, there's, that, and I and I often wonder about like when the Bible talks about them worshiping the, you know, talks about the prophets talking about the Israelites worshiping the Baals. Well, I have a feeling that has something to do with them worshiping the other um, Nephilim. You know, the, the ones who are related from them. The other kings, the other kings that are, are uh, yeah related to uh, those other entities, and so they have, so obviously they have divine power, divine right to rule, all those things. But yeah, so then so to, to get to take it back to Rome, the Roman Catholic Church. Well, put it this way: I, I saw I saw uh, I rewatched a documentary with my, my my pops the other day, and it was talking about uh, the Roman Catholic Church. Well, the Roman Catholic Church is the spirit of Antichrist. I mean, you had you've had all kinds of, um, you know, what's like the vicar of Christ. They're calling them like the the pope is claiming to be the, the, you know, the representative of Jesus Christ, the the head of the church here. Well, that is a spirit of Antichrist like you can. not Jesus is not dead. Jesus is alive. You know, we have Jesus Holy Spirit. We don't need a man to say he's the head of the church. I mean, these guys were saying they had the ability to change scriptures. I mean, so they can, they can change God's word. They're claiming to be, they're, they're claiming to be God on the earth. I mean, that is your spirit of antichrist. Now, Paul is not the first Pope and, and they don't even say that. They say Peter was the first Pope, which he wasn't either. Cause if Peter was the first Pope and we talk about this, we talk about this. Last, if Peter was the first Pope. Well, you know, he didn't ever actually look like he was authority, had over authority over the other apostles. You know, so you had like, even Peter was like, like James kind of seemed to be the head of the church over in Jerusalem. You know, the brother of Jesus, you know, and like, obviously, Paul rebuked Peter to his face. So he wasn't Peter's pope. I mean, he wasn't Paul's pope. And Paul, yeah, Paul certainly was not a pope. You know, the interesting thing, if you like, if you look at like the, the original biblical churches, like the, the first Christian churches, they got together, right? They got, they got together and they agreed on things together. It was like, just think of like elders. That's, I think that's what it was supposed to be. You know, an overseer, I think, was more like what Paul's doing where he's like writing letters to these churches. He's making sure that their, their doctrines sound. You know, he, they're not, there's not one man who gets up and preaches and everyone else just sits around. You know, there's not a stage for the people who work at the church and then the people everybody else is they point at everyone else in the thing we're here for you. Like, like they're separate from, from everyone else, you know? So that's, that's our whole system is jacked up in that way that it doesn't, doesn't look, it models the original Christian, Christian churches. And so, so anyways, but is like, is the, the Catholic church, the the Whore of Babylon? Well, I don't think so. Like I, I, I it's not my take that they are. Honestly, you know who I think the whore of Babylon is? Does, any, does anyone want my take on who the whore of Babylon is? I think it's Jerusalem. Because if you read in the prophets, they talk about Jerusalem, Jerusalem. They talk about, you just think about when when Jesus is saying, like, Jerusalem or Jerusalem. He's talking about how, who stone, you know, who beats and kills God's prophets. And it's like, it's, and it talks about in Jeremiah. In Isaiah, how often Jerusalem gets called a whore? So you think, whore of Babylon. So it's like they are like, you know, so you really think about it. Like, obviously, how personal it is to God because that was his place, right? That was his place is that he, you know, that was supposed to be where he was supposed to be reigning, but they whored out to all the other gods. Yeah. And I think that, now put it this way. We, we have to remember that all these other countries are going to fall in line too. So it's like, there's going to be many people who are, who fit that same mold. But I think that to me, yeah, read, yeah. Read the old, te- read, read some of the old Testament prophets and they're talking about Jerusalem. You know, I think it's interesting when you realize that, like, if you don't realize this, like you have Jerusalem, you have Israel as a whole, but obviously then you have Judah and then you think Jews, Judah, right? So that's where the Jews come from. And then Israelites, you know, like the rest of Israel is like just doing whatever they're doing, you know, but like Judah is obviously where the promises are to like King David, you know, to, to, you know, all the kind of all the real good, you know, the good people through God, like, because of David, I'm going to keep continue to fulfill my promise to him, even though you guys are also bad. And so that's what you really think about. And then you think about like, yeah, they turned away, you know, they, they've turned away. They, they've. Hoard after other gods. I mean, that's that that language is used used so commonly, and be, right before Babylon came in and wrecked that place before the captivity. And so, I think that I think if you guys ever really want to get a good idea of what's going to happen before what happens to us, is read. The, I continue to go back to the prophets, and I'm continuing to read those over and over again, and. Yeah. So they're continuing to call out Jerusalem because Jerusalem is well, put it this way. Just think just think about this. OK, so I'm obviously of the mind that, because of course, what the Bible says, that there's going to be an Antichrist come into God's temple. Right. Or the temple of in Jerusalem. There's going to be a third temple. Well, for, in order for these things to happen. Right. That means that the man of sin, the man of perdition, if he's going to go into Jerusalem and say he's God. Well, so, so that means Jerusalem's going to build him a temple, which they look like they're trying to do. And then eventually they're, he's going to go into that temple and he's going to proclaim himself God. And they're going to let him, and they're going to, you know, they're going to let him become God to them. So if he says he's God in that temple, he likely stay in Jerusalem. And if you really think about it, is that the great city? Is that the great city? Is that, is that symbolically Sodom? What it talks about in, um, you know, in a uh, book of revelation. I mean, that's where it sounds like the two witnesses get killed. So you think about everything's kind of going to happen. The big things are going to go down in that city because that's what Jesus is saying. Go, you know, go flee to the mountains. Is America a mystery of Babylon? I think, well, I think America is already, America is definitely a form of Babylon. You know, that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, that the Roman Empire is not unique, just like the American Empire is not unique. It's the same thing, you know. That's the, the the only thing that's unique to you, to America is we wouldn't call ourselves an empire, not because we're not, but because it sounds bad, because people know what empires do. And so I think that for the PR people said, don't call yourself an Ameri- you don't call yourself an empire. But America and is the Babylon- Babylonian system, you know. They still worship the same gods, right? They still worship the same gods as Rome. They still worship the same gods as Egypt. They're the same gods by different names. Satan has many names. But, but look, you have your Minerva, Columbia. Like I said, just think of all the divine females. They're all the same. Artemis. So just, just think about this. So look what we have going on in NASA, so they're going to go back to the moon, right? So everyone's know we're going to go back to the moon. So the first, for the first rocket that we went to the moon was Apollo number 11. As we talked about the magic number 11, right? The one that has a spiritual connection, portals, all this kind of stuff. So Apollo goes to the moon, right? And now we're going to go back with Artemis, his twin sister. Hello, Babylon. Welcome back to Babylon, you know? there you go. So you have your, you have your sun God, and then you have your goddess of the moon and there you go. You know? So that's, it's right in your face. Like it's, it's right in your face. And they they have all these same gods. And what's interesting is I, what I was saying the other, other day is when you really, when you really think about it. Okay. So if you believe this was a Christian nation, right? If you believe this was a Christian nation, you might, we might've been taught some of the things about, The fact that Antipas, Antipas, who's mentioned in Revelation, was burned in a brazen bull at the temple to Apollo. You know, so the Bible is saying he's Satan. Apollyon is Satan. Think about that. So the the Bible is saying that Apollyon is Satan. And so what do we do? We name a rocket at we make we name the moon mission after him. Well, somebody should have said, hey. That's Satan you're talking about. What do you mean you're going to name it that? That's offensive, because it is offensive. I mean they burn they they burned a saint, uh, a martyr, obviously somebody that Jesus mentions by name, and and people don't even recognize that. So that's how you know that the devil is not stupid, because nobody even knows that. Yeah, it's deep. That's crazy. Like I said, it's actually crazy when you think about it. Like. The de- I mean the, the Bible calls out Apollyon by name. And you know now, now you know why they called him out by name. Because they mentioned Antipas by name, who was burned, sacrificed likely to Apollo. I mean, he was he was burned at his temple. I mean, so who else is he sacrificing him to? I guess he could have been sacrificing him to, you know, Poseidon. I mean, just another version of Satan. Call him whatever you want. You know, it's pretty crazy. So he, so he's he's called out by name, and they're talking about where Satan's throne is. So Satan's throne, Zeus, Zeus' throne, the altar to Zeus. And then you realize all these other temples. I mean, the Bible is not, a, the, the apostles obviously are very aware of the false gods of Rome. As I said, you have, a, look in the book of Acts. They mention, they mention Zeus. They mention Hermes. So Hermes is what, like Mercury, he's um, the god of commerce, you know, he's, you know, the god of um, traveling or something like that. I mean, he's just, he's Apollo's brother, he looks just like him. They're the same, they're the same. And then you have, then uh, I think Paul gets in trouble. I think actually Paul, when all all his like real uh, troubles with the law get in there, he's getting getting harassed when he's like around the, um, I think he's in Ephesus. Where they had a giant temple to artemis a temple to artemis and if you actually look up what the statue of artemis looks like it's very weird it's a weird statue because you know why because it says she's got a bunch of breasts (laughs) they don't look like breasts they're eggs she's like it's again it's like this fertility cult think you got eggs think easter right she got eggs all over her. I mean, that's why when the people the people say these holidays are pagan, they are. They certainly are pagan. I mean, um, now am I, am I saying you can't actually, you know, celebrate them? Well, that's up to you. I mean, the Bible doesn't say explicitly you shouldn't, but I mean, like, that's up to you. You know, I've been a little bit more like lenient on Christmas, like I said, um, because we wouldn't celebrate the birth of Jesus. If, um, if not, but Easter, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of e- I don't, I'm not a fan of Easter. Let's celebrate Passover. Let's celebrate the resurrection, but Easter, I mean, gosh, that's a, it's very, very clearly a, a spring fertility thing. It's a pagan sex fest. That's what it is. I mean, painting eggs, rabbits. Yeah. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Going at it like rabbits. I mean, it's very clear. I mean, it's very clear what, what they're doing there. Um, and it's obviously has nothing to do with the cross. It's, it's bad. Now, Halloween, Halloween is a tough one. But, you know, it's like obviously Halloween is very clearly, you know, what is it? All Saints Day and, uh, and All Hallows' Eve. And they talk about when it's like the veil is like the, is like the thinnest to like the spiritual side. Well, there's all kinds of occult things that happen on, on uh, Halloween. Missing children, all kinds of weird stuff. All these weird urban legends and stuff. <laughs> no, man. No, that's where we're gonna part ways on that, man. I said obviously you're you're aware of some of the evil, but man, I'm telling you, no, man, Jesus is the only way. But yeah. So I mean, there's there's clear that there there's there's this clear line on like, see the tough thing with Halloween is it's just I mean, this is how they get you. And this is this is why the devil is not stupid is because they indoctrinate your kids. And if you if you if you actually been like letting them celebrate Halloween, then you're a bad guy. If you say, hey, this is satanic. But it is. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, I still love you, bro. Yeah, we still like you. Still, What you still have is, you know, this this holiday is clearly satanic. I mean, we can we can start talking about some of this as we as we lead into it. Yeah, I, I, I guys mentioned my, my Hocus Pocus video on the last live when it's talking about these witches. And it's like what I well, actually what I want to start doing this and, and I'll mention this tonight. So maybe this will actually give me the, the emphasis to actually do it. Maybe I will actually kind of put myself out there a little bit. Hello. That was interesting. Somebody asked uh, my friend Lori asked a question about are the spells in the Harry Potter's movies real? Well, I, I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe some of you guys know. But I will say this, that when I was doing some research into Disney and I've got another Disney uh, video coming up, I've been actually been a little bit more. I've I've been making like some videos lately. So I have another video coming up and I didn't want to put too many up. But yeah, so yeah, we'll start with Hocus Pocus because I made that video. Well, so there's a spell, right? So these, these, these Salem witches, right? They have some kind of spell to be resurrected one day. And so, yeah, they have to be resurrected by a virgin, right? A virgin child, basically. And it's a the black candle spell. And so they're resurrected for one night only, right? On a full moon, on All Hallows' Eve, on Halloween, right? And so it's only one night unless they suck the life out of a child. And you know what happens to them if, if they don't do that? Well, they turn to dust. Okay, at sunrise you know what that sounds like are they witches are they vampires is it the same thing it kind of sounds like it's the same thing you know so you have you have your uh your witches your vampires so they have to suck the life out of of a kid for yeah to regain their eternal youth which again yeah we said it's like adrenochrome well the interesting thing i found about is the spell book so the spell book is bound with human skin. It's written with human blood. It's got an all-seeing eye on the cover. And it was given to the witches by the devil himself. And this is like a silly movie. It's, you know This is supposed to be a silly movie. Well, that's pretty dark, right? That's pretty dark. So what I wanted to talk about was like some of the spell books. So this is, this is a video. I'll give you a little preview of this. But Disney had a movie going pretty far back called uh Bednobs and Broomsticks. And they have a book called uh, The Spells of Astarte," And I just and I just told you guys that in the Mesopotamia, like where the, you know, the people of Canaan worshiped Baal, Dagon Baal, and then there was a the god of the, the queen of heaven, according to the Israelites, was Astarte. So these so in the Bed Bed-Noms and Broomsticks, they call it Asterith. Well, that's just a different name for the same, same being. They're talking about a real fallen angel, a real demon that this, this spell, this silly movie is about, they got a real spell book. And so, you know what they actually had? Like, I I believe it was in the haunted mansion ride at Disneyland. They actually supposedly, I mean, this is, you know, a lot of stuff is urban legends, but I believe it's true that they had part of this. um, I'm not sure whose, whose room it was. You go through the Haunted Mansion and they actually have a um, like a, a spell book. And it was like a 14th century spell book. It was a real spell book. okay. They had a real spell book in this Disney ride and supposedly, and of course, you get all these spooky stories about how like it would keep falling down. It would be moved. The pages would turn by, you know, they would come back and the pages were turned all kinds of weird stuff they had a real spell, like, why would you have a real spell book in there? And if it was interesting, if you, if I I remember watching the, um, they sold their souls to rock and roll by, uh, Joe Schemmel, good fight ministries. And they actually talked about black Sabbath. I forgot. I always forget what the, the guitarist was for black Sabbath, but he was claimed to have a, um, a real spell book. And he said that the thing basically almost like manifested into a demon and was gone one day. And that's kind of why they called the band Black Sabbath, because he saw this black cloud. And so what he's saying is these, which is interesting, is because the book was alive in the movie, uh, you know, Hocus Pocus. Right. So there's all kinds of weird stuff. It's like so having like a real 14th century spell book is. um, Yeah. How much how many demons are attached to that thing? Yeah, that's jacked up. And so, yeah, so you have all the you have these they have real magic in these silly movies and an amusement park ride. What's up with that? I mean, that's dark. That's sinister. I mean, you, you take no part in that kind of stuff. Like I said, Disney had like, if this is a silly movie, why do you have a spell book from a real demon, a real fallen angel? Because the weirdos at Disney believe in that stuff. You know, they obviously do it because it, not because it doesn't have power, because it does, you know, if anything, you'd want it to stay far away from that kind of stuff, but they don't. So there's a reason they don't. Well, they, they, they clearly say, um, you know, they clearly put it in there to des- desensitize the youth of it. Where like I said, now I've heard somebody was saying that like the new movie is like, it's more like just, again, this, this nebulous idea of, of like good and you know evil witches are kind of the same thing. Well, that's kind of true, but they re- they really start to like you know they've blurred the lines between all the magic and they just basically say it's all good now or it's all evil and people just don't care. But yeah, so there's so there, so I de- I'm definitely going to do a little bit more research into what's like what real magic stuff do they put in there because i've often wondered like when you're when you're watching movies and they're doing chants and spells i mean like how much of it's real it might be real i mean some of this stuff might be real i mean i don't i don't know how much of that has an effect on us but i think it's something to actually con- consider what i did find interesting so i was i was telling you guys the other night about the prestige so i started i i went back and i started to watch i watched about half of it but i found something interesting yeah again so So when you start to find out what like what like a Lester Crowley and these people used to believe was magic, it was like it was like it was kind of like less magical sounding. It was more just like just words, uh, songs, phrases, art, um, symbols, this kind of thing to kind of just change your mind, change your consciousness. And then so I'm watching the movie um, The Prestige, and it was more about illusion, like magic was illusion, right? So they were trying to get people to. To think something was real, even when it's fake. And so there's one scene where um, where Hugh Jackman is like saying he doesn't want to like kill birds anymore because they had to do some kind of tricks where they had to smash birds and like hide, hide the dead bird. And then like a live bird came up. And so, um, gosh, why can't I think of his name? But he's saying he's saying like he said, you're going to need to get your hands dirty. You're a magician. You're not a wizard. And so what I started to think about, I was like, oh, man, what does he mean get your hands dirty? I mean, it did sound like it was code for the wicked things they're going to have to do to trick people. And I was like, OK, so like he was um, it was almost implying like wizardry is real. That would be like real whatever we thought was real magic. And like ma- magicians would do wicked things to trick people. And I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. And then there was another part where it was like Tesla was was basically They were trying to imply that tesla was a real wizard you know like the things he knew like he was doing real magic they were just doing illusions so they so tesla was a wizard so he could do magic like literal magic and so when they start when they talk about uh, tesla and so he's hugh jackman at one point goes to talk to tesla and he's saying i want you to build me this thing he wants this machine that's going to do real magic and um and tesla's saying have you considered the cost? And so Hugh Jackman's got a lot of money. So he's like, I don't care. I don't care. Money's not an object. And he's like, no, I'm not asking you how much you considered the cost. And so you start to see what he's saying. He's talking about what will it profit you when you sell your soul for this thing? Because that is definitely what that's definitely what they're applying. So he's like, because he was saying, I could see the difference between a, a, what you want in obsession. So he's saying, and so uh, so Hugh Jackman asked him. So aren't your obsessions, uh, weren't they good things? And he said, they were at first. And he said, and then they started to control me. And eventually they're going to destroy me. And it's like, his obsessions are not, it's, he's not, he's talking about them like they're literal things, like they're entities. Because they are. You know, that's obviously the implication. Have you considered the cost? And it's like, man, when you start to understand what they're saying, and it's interesting, they start talking about a guy like Tesla like that. It's like, the guy died penniless you know he died um you know he got he didn't hardly get any credit for any of the stuff he did and it's like you can imagine like he's dealing with these illuminati people he's dealing with the you know the satanic he's obviously dealing with the occult big time you know it sounds like that he was infested with demons probably by the end he like he said he was obsessed with those that three six nine which i was just talking about yeah so what is like it didn't end well for Tesla, you know, and we didn't even hardly learn about him in school, even though he's the one who invented all like the basic electrical system we use. Isn't that interesting that when you start to understand like that, like uh, VOR has pointed out that Rockefeller and those guys actually kind of like created the modern school system where obviously they were buddies with Thomas Edison, JP Morgan, Thomas Edison, you know, Westinghouse. And these guys put Tesla. you know, you know, kicked, uh, kicked Tesla out of the club and those guys and basically he was like a footnote in history until recently where he's been getting propped back up yeah, Edison was like I said, Edison was a worse guy than, than Tesla, I don't know how good a guy Tesla was obviously he was very smart he wasn't smart enough to avoid uh, the occult and obviously it ended poorly for him, you know Maybe he was like a Solomon type character where he got, he learned a lot, you know, I believe Solomon repented at the end of his life, but um, I hope that Tesla did, but I don't know that he did, but that was a kind of interesting thing. was like, they were really implying that the Tesla was a real wizard, but yeah, the whole, the whole movie is about illusion. And we start to understand, like, this is what the devil does. The devil has blinded the minds of unbelievers. He's, he's how much of this, how much of the stuff that we go through every day is just a straight up illusion, you know, like they're just trying to trick you. And so the interesting part about one of the main parts of uh, the, the key themes of the movie or uh, the prestige, the prestige, yes. Well, the key parts of that was, was saying like that these guys would actually trick people in public, like they would completely try to to like create this persona, these, these, these actions in order to do one trick on stage to fool people, and it's like that's I wonder how often that happens where it's like when they're they're really acting when they're in public, so when they get on stage they can do their one trick, and I believe that is it's just like you know just know that happens, just know that this is this is the world of deceit. what's going on, man? but yeah, so that's that's some crazy stuff in that movie, but yeah, so. That's kind of what I had for tonight, guys. What do you guys got? You guys got anything you guys want to want chat about? I actually didn't check the Twitter sphere much today. Um, has the world ended? Um, has there been another secret rapture? Is is there has anybody announced that the rapture is going to be in October? Yeah, so I haven't heard I haven't heard anyone say that the rapture is gonna be in October yet. But um yeah, has cool is cool cat uh, is he uh, been raptured or is he um or is he just uh Hiding because he's embarrassed for being wrong again. But yeah, other than that, I don't know. I don't know what else is going on. Have I heard about the Vatican Chronovisor? No, I have not. Oh, that's an interesting one. Bill Gates, yeah. I, I did actually watch a little bit of um Russell Brand, but I don't I do not want to um to pump him up because I put it this way. Russell Brand is very new age, but he did. I was hearing him talk about uh, Bill Gates talking about a civil war going to happen maybe around election time. When that when a guy like that starts talking like that, I mean, is he predicting one or is he saying that that he's encouraging one? I mean, that is that's interesting. Put it this way: whatever Bill Gates invests in you know, there's a probably a good chance that something's going to happen. So if it, has he been buying bullets? I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Yeah. Russell is definitely is Russell. Russell's one of those ones where it's like, he's obviously telling some true things. He's a dangerous one because yeah, just think about Russell brand. He's the dangerous guy because, because he does tell the truth, right? He does tell the truth at times. And that's what you're saying. Like, so he's trying to like, He's a conspiracy theorist like us. He's trying to do these things. He's telling you some very true things. And then he's going to shift where it's like to this, this hippie dippy new age idea that will lead you right to the antichrist eventually too. So he's dangerous and he's dangerous in that way, but it is interesting. And it's also interesting the things he says, you know, cause he can say all the things we can't say here somehow. And he's got, you know, of course he's obviously a famous person. But he gets—he's got six million followers on Twitter or on 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 YouTube now. You know, he could—I don't know how many he's got on, uh, like on, you know, what is it, uh, on his podcast or whatever. And if I said some of the things he said on recently, I've heard on his YouTube, they would ban me off here, right? But maybe they don't ban him; they let him say some of those things because eventually he's going to deceive people, right? Eventually, he will deceive everyone and lead them toward the system he wants anyways. Yeah, con- controlled opposition is probably a good way to say that. Uh, the Tesla movie I was talking about, I was talking about in the movie. It's called The Prestige. So it's not really a Tesla movie per se, but Tesla is in it. Yeah. Uh, now my dog's mad again. She had to get, I had to rebuke uh, Ellie Mae last time, and uh, its it's bound to happen again talking about rb yeah i was just saying I, I was watching a little bit of him but he's because he's exposing some of the um let's just say the missteps in the medical business that if i said anything about it um i'd be banned if i said the things he said i would be banned from here for misinformation even though i <laughs> whatever i said was true yeah oh gosh ellie may yeah, so maybe I maybe better go unless you guys got anything. Yeah, we talk about the threat of nuclear war. There, the, we'll put it this way. The Ukraine stuff is heating up. The stuff with Putin, the rhetoric with Putin is heating up. I mean, what is it going to take to tip that situation? I don't know. I hope I hope not. I mean, I hope it doesn't tip over, but it's hard to believe it won't. All right, one second, guys, because I got to go beat this dog. No, I'm not really going to beat her. I just got to let her out. Unbelievable that dog. That bad dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's cute, but she's bad. Yeah. What else, guys? Um, So, like I said, we talked about. So, I got a new CERN video up. I did. I had. I kind of had to do a redo a um, the CERN video. I kind of, I think I made it a little tighter, less, less annoying music, I believe. Um, but yeah, so that's up. You guys check out that, that vid, share it. I think that one in captures all the things it answers the questions about Pergamum, Satan's throne, and also where Satan dwells. Is that Geneva Switzerland? Maybe. I forgot if I floated this theory, <laughs> you know, what's interesting is like I was, I was kind of, I don't know if it was the first time i noticed it but the cern machine looks an awful lot like an eyeball doesn't it you know talk about illusion right so you had like i said you have science maybe they're doing maybe they're doing wizardry over at cern so is is cern we can talk about how the prestige goes so is so is the science they're doing over there is that wizardry or is that illusion So I had this, I had this crazy idea and this is, this, this is okay. Now this is, this is wild speculation. I'm going to admit this is wild speculation. But what I found kind of interesting is think about the uh, Gothard tunnel, right? So if you guys aren't familiar with the Gothard tunnel, I think everyone's familiar with the, um, the uh, opening ceremony to the Gothard tunnel. It was completely satanic, very weird. And all these world leaders, I think all these important people were there just crazy just you had like the goat demon look like um azazel whatever the goat demon from leviticus like it's leviticus 17 i think he's mentioned you have um yes sir news sir i think pan wicked entity actually what's interesting is when when they talk about uh when jesus in in caesarea philippi when he's telling peter I will build my house on this rock. And everyone thinks he's talking about Peter, the pebble. No, he's talking about the rock. He's talking about he's saying, and the gates of hell were not prevailed against it. So they were literally at a place where there was a hole in the earth where they worship Pan. That's pretty wild, right? So the to the so the satanic entity Pan. And so Pan was kind of like this um Cernudos. He was this have half, half goat, half um. You know, whatever, evil satanic being. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't. I don't know. She's the Hollywood Pan. Lizzo is Pan. Um. Really? Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that before, but um. Well, anyways, so they have this completely satanic thing, right? There's this completely satanic thing. Over at the Gother Tunnel, where they were doing this ritual stuff. They were doing um dancing around, they're pretending to be zombies, they had like giants, they had ghosts, evil eyeballs, all this stuff. Well, the main thing is that they were doing this because they drilled like what was it, 35 miles through a mountain? Okay, so they drilled through this mountain, which obviously was like one of the longest tunnels ever through a through a mountain. Well, so here's my so here's my wild theory. This is, this, is, this is probably baseless. Well, it's not baseless. I've got a little bit of. So what if, what if that the, the evil eyeball thing from CERN, the machine that we have no idea if it works or not? Because obviously, how would we know? What if they were really just drilling down into the earth and they were really just trying to dr- dig a hole? What if they were really just trying to drill down into the pit? What if they, what if they thought they could get down to it by drilling? Wouldn't that be wild? Again, this is just wild speculation. I just thought, what, you know, what if it's more simple than we ever think it was? Like they weren't trying to actually open a a portal. What if they were digging? They were just drilling down into there. I mean, because how would we know if they weren't? I mean, if you really think about it, sometimes people talk about like like the bottomless pit as being a, um, you know, like a portal to some di- different dimension. But like the Bible actually talks about Sheol. And it talks about angels being under the Euphrates. It doesn't say they're in a different dimension. It just says they're down there. It talks about Sheol being in the earth. It talks about so obviously it says the bottomless pit is under Sheol, and we don't know how far we don't we don't know how long down it is. We don't know how long it is you get to a shaft that's down there. But you know, just saying, could it be something like that? I mean, that's where Satan dwells, right? Obviously, I you know. I've talked many times on here about the hollow earth stuff, whether there's a lot of, there's a lot of true things about Agartha. Yeah. What is it? Shambhala. You know, there's all these other ancient religions who believe that their, their gods are down in the earth, which again, their gods are down in the earth. They think that they in their, in their myths, they have some magical land down in the earth. It's what it's like land of the lost. Just think about all this cool stuff down in the earth. When you know that place is horrible. You know, obviously, what would be down in the earth? It'd be horrible, right? It would be probably would be dark. It would be evil. You know, all the weird things that would be down that live down inside the earth. And somehow they think it's a it's this great fantasy land down there. It would be horrible. Obviously, it's hell down there. I mean, that's what the Bible says. It's hell down there. But to them again, it's interesting when you realize there's a golden age, right? So they talk about a golden age. Well, the Bible says it was horrible. It was horrible. Hot boiling lava. You know what? Well, here's here's my take on that. If you've ever seen a diagram of the earth where they cut the earth in half and it's, you have what? You have the crust, you have the mantle, you have the magma, you have the core. That is nonsense. Like, first of all, they have no idea what the earth looks like from, from that view because the earth is so thick. Like whether you believe it's flat or it's not, it would still take a long way to get into there. Right. So that is a bunch of, that's a bunch of bunk. Cause they actually, they, I think they, they've done it. They've done more scientific tests and they say there is more water under the earth than there is in the ocean. So that's a, that means it's pretty hollow to a certain extent. And the Bible says it's hollow. So yeah, that's, that's nonsense. Yeah, they don't. They, that's the real truth. Is they don't have a clue. If they have any kind of a clue, is they probably got that that stuff channeled to them through demons, who they're trying to let out at that bottomless pit. So, so, so that's my take. Is the fact that, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. We talk about the gates, the gates of hell. I remember we were talking about. Um, we talked about uh, what is it? Gravity Falls, and so Bill Cipher, the Illuminati pyramid taught them how to make a portal that looks exactly like CERN and he tricked them into letting open up the nightmare realm. It sounds like a true story. sounds sounds like this is probably a true story. Do I know what their book says? Well, here's an interesting, here's some interesting things about this and we us let's talk about this and, and I'm going to log off here in a second. But when it's, it's interesting to realize that they, I was, I was listening to a, an Illuminati book. I was listening to this book it was a, a, an audio book and it was about the Illuminati. And it was talking about some of the, um, the not almost like this, there's the Kab- Kabbalah kind of had almost had this parallel Bible to the, to the, you know, the old e- Egyptian, you know, to the old, you know, Hebrew Bible, the real Bible, where it was like these parallel accounts. And that's how they get this idea that that Moses was doing this, was trying to lead them back to eventually Egypt. So I think that's the whole thing. It's like, so there's, is, you just think about this Gnosticism, where it's always like, so what we have is, we have a book that says, the righteous live by faith, right? So the righteous are supposed to live by faith, but they have a Gnostic tale that says, here's this secret. So it's always about this secret, what you really need to do and so so when you have a secret when you have this secret knowledge it leads you away from lead, walking by faith so the so the truth of the matter is their bible is probably very close to ours but it's it's filled with some lies in there that lead you to the real truth the the, the enlightenment the gnosis the knowledge and so at some point obviously they have been deceived enough to think that they can win you know that they can somehow escaped what god says is going to happen but you know i guess it's the truth of the matter is like somehow somehow they've they've been able to allow to, to believe that there's another way to um to escape the things that are going to come on this earth but if you really think about it that's the whole point is like when you realize that like you have when jesus comes back when the six seal cracks that's when the uh the, the kings the mighty men The rulers, all the men are gonna be hiding in the ground. They're gonna be hiding in the rocks. They're going to be so scared. Their hearts are going to fail because they're gonna know. They're gonna know. You know, you think about the people in Jerusalem, the whore of Babylon, as we talked about. They're going to see who they pierced. Talk about, oh, that's going to be tough. That is going to be when they see who they pierce, they're going to know. And that's when be heavy it's gonna be heavy for them yeah that's 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 really when you really think about that that's the most heavy thing you can can imagine so is it, okay so somebody asked do you think the bible hasn't really been tampered with between all the horrible people well i think that see and I, I mentioned this many times well there's the the translations today are from original manuscripts well and again what you really have in in the gospel of Christ, you know, here, here's the thing is like, and this is why the idea that there's something secret that we need to know or got changed is a Gnostic idea is, Oh, there's a secret you need. This is a secret. Well, there's a common theme throughout the Bible. And I don't believe, no, I don't believe they changed at all. I believe obviously God's sovereign. He's not going to allow the, his, his word to be completely butchered. So we, we have nothing to, to go off of. But really what it is, is the righteous live by faith. And we know, and, and confirmation is that when you get the Holy Spirit and you realize this is what it's all about, when you realize it really is just as simple as walking in faith, repenting of your sins, putting your faith in the promise that Jesus is coming back and, and doing all the things to love each other. It's always about love. And it's like the righteous live by faith. And when you start to understand what faith really is, like it's, it really is, it's like love for God and it's love for each other. And so you always listen. So if you if you start feeling guilty for things you're doing or you're not doing, that's when you're supposed to start fixing things. And so the idea that there's a secret you need that leads you away from the idea of love for God and love for each other, because it's then it's more about this secret thing you got to do. And then you can rest on your laurels. You don't have to walk by faith. So remember that we're not like the pagans. We're not the pagans who have to see and we told everything we're not like the ones who want to live under the law. We don't We don't want to live under a curse where you have to live by the set of rules because we know we're not good enough to live by those rules because we'll fail every time when we do that. And then we won't love each other. You know, that's the whole point is like the, when people start to understand people who think you need to put something above love in each other, they don't know Jesus. That is what Jesus is saying, saying. Like, it's so funny when you actually, when people say, try to go live back under the law. When, when, uh, Jesus says on the Sermon on the Mount, he boils down all the law. And it's like, this is, it's so funny how people don't want to, to believe what he says. He's like, Matthew 7 12, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, for that is the law and the prophets. So even under the law, he said, this is the whole law do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's not a secret. You know, that's not a secret. Put your faith in Jesus. Believe that he died for you. Believe that he can change you. Ask him for for forgiveness. Believe in your heart. Profess with your mouth. And then go walk in faith and believe that he's coming back. And then tell everybody, love them, you know, tell them every day. And then obviously, when you start to feel guilty for something you're doing, stop doing it. If you're feeling guilty for something you didn't do, go do it next time. Ask forgiveness. Try to do better every day. And it's really a yeah, love each yeah love. You show your love for God by loving each other. And if you say you love God and you don't love your brother, the love of the Father is not in you. It's so, like I said, It's very. it's actually very simple. And it's designed to be that way. And that's what he's talking about. The faith of a child. So you don't have to be, like I said, it's, I love to search these things out. And I believe that the God honors a heart that searches these things out. But you don't have to know, like I said, you don't have to be a theologian to get to heaven. You have to have faith. You have to have you have to have faith. You have to have faith, you have to love love for God, and you have to have a desire to want to do it. You know, if you grit your teeth and you like if you knew everything the Bible had to say and you just you didn't really want to do it, but you kind of just tried to do it, and you're like, this sucks. I'd rather be doing something else. Well, that's not getting you there. You know, so that's really, God, God honors your heart. that wants to do right, wants to do better each day and, you know, and just love each other. So the answer to your question is no, I don't think the Bible has been altered because I think that's the truth. And it's a very simple truth. And it's a, it's a word that's been instilled in us. You know, basically this is the nature that this is how, you know, there's a God because when you, start, when you start walking in that faith, you realize this is right, and this is this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way it's always the way God intended it to be. I love you too, bro. I love you too. But yeah, guys, if you haven't seen my new CERN video, watch it, like it, comment, share, subscribe, all those things. Go to the link tree. Um, I'll try to put this video. This video will be up on um, YouTube tomorrow, and hopefully within a few days, I'll have it on the audio version of the podcast. You're welcome, guys Sue. Um, yeah, hey Amen. It's life changing, bro. Yeah, uh, on Telegram. Remember Telegram. I was saying, to everybody, if you're not on, if you're on Telegram, follow me on there. Join the group chat because hopefully we'll have some good discussions coming up. You know, the more the merrier. Unless you're a bot or a troll and you're getting blocked. Um, <laughs> but if you're, but if you want to learn, you want to ask, you want to love, yeah. Guys, get in there. We got we're going to share some good stuff in there. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, guys. Um but yeah. I'll see you guys soon. Um God bless y'all. Love y'all. Good night. Yikes. No, you probably weren't thinking that, were you? You're probably thinking, JT, that was weak.